0: Okay, on the Goober ninety five point one hotline, it is State of the States, and it's the Honorable Congressman Comer. How's it going, James Comer? I'm there great. we go. I forgot your first name there for a second, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. That's all right. Uh, so, that's hey, right. it's been a busy week for you, and I've got some things I want to talk to you about today. But first, let's get to this. Uh, th- the stops you've been making—you've made nearly fifty town hall stops recently, and you're currently on the road with a slew of brand new stops. Uh, could you just tell us where you've been and maybe some cool stories? Along the way,
1: well, I've been in uh, this week. I've been in Murray, Paducah. I'm on my way to Henderson now, so I'm in the far western part of my district. Uh, but you know, I have 35 counties. Of course, I live in Tompkinsville, but uh, we just try to cover uh, as many counties as as possible on days when I'm not in Washington. And uh, the town halls are a great way to invite people in to uh, talk to the congressman if they have uh, questions or concerns. I Uh, do it in a public setting and very transparent way and try to answer the answer the questions or listen to their concerns. But uh, when you have 35 counties, it's, it's just, uh, it's great to see the uh, rural atmosphere of of Kentucky and, and listen to everyone's uh, opinions. It seems like uh, everybody has a different opinion, especially when it comes to the president, but uh, it's just been a, a great experience over the last two and a half years. I'm enjoying it.
0: Okay. And um, let's, uh, let's move on to this. Uh, I'll, I'll edit this part out. Um, so, Congressman, as a former foster child, uh, me, of course, uh, I've, been, I've been through the foster care system. And, of course, we have a lot of these children who are moving into the system who, who have you know, had experience with child abuse. And you've led a bill, a bipartisan bill, called the Stronger Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act. First of all, my hat's off to you, sir, for making that happen. We appreciate what you're doing for Kentucky children. Can you tell us more about this bill and what it's going to be doing?
1: Well, that was produced. It is a bipartisan bill. There aren't very many things that have happened since january in washington that are truly bipartisan but uh protecting children from abuse and neglect is is definitely bipartisan uh we've put more funding uh, into that we've also tried to streamline the process to where the government bureaucracies that are on the front lines whether it be social workers teachers law enforcement people in the court systems where they can share information easier Uh, one of the things that shocked me was how uh how difficult it was for one bureaucracy in government to communicate with the other bureaucracy. We've also tried to create a list with uh, potential bad actors to where that we can trace people that have a history of of being uh, abusive to children, to where we know where they are if they move to uh, different locations to try to prevent child abuse. And uh, I think that uh, from an education standpoint, uh, the bill has some good language that will uh, will teach people how to better identify children that have potentially been neglected or abused. So I'm real proud of the legislation that passed out of the House last week, and now it's uh, over in the United States Senate. So hopefully they'll take uh, it up very quickly and we can get it to the president's desk very soon.
0: Well, I'm very proud uh, that uh, uh, one of our congressmen is the lead on this bill. Thank you, sir, for your work on that. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. One of the hot industries right now, Congressman, is the hemp industry. And it's no secret that a lot of states are pushing to legalize hemp, including the state of Kentucky. Can you tell us more about what your work is with this on the Farm Bill Conference Committee and, and where our progress right. is with this?
1: Well, this whole hemp movement started in 2013 when I was uh, a Commissioner of Agriculture. I've moved a bill through the Kentucky General Assembly, Senate Bill 50, which would uh, create a pilot project for Kentucky to be able to grow hemp to see if it was economically viable.
0: Uh, Are you still there, sir?
1: Community created. There are hundreds of millions of dollars of private sector investment that has uh, come to Kentucky because Kentucky's the leader in industrial hemp. We were the first state to do it. Uh, we've got two universities that are on the front lines of, of tremendous research. And that's Murray State University, which is in my district, and of course University of Kentucky. And with conference committee, we just put the put the final. Uh, um.
0: Uh, sir, I'm sorry to interrupt you if you can hear me. We're, we're oh. losing you there, buddy. Uh do, do, do you No, no, it's all good. Do you mind repeating the last couple of sentences for me? Yeah, uh, h- uh
1: let me get I sh- <laughs> I don't know where I am right now. It's going to get better or worse on the on the road. Um am I still cutting out? I'm probably no, getting you're, worse. No, you're you're
0: actually clear as a bell right now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah.
1: So where do I need to start again?
0: I think you were talking about the pilot program and then I lost you right Right. about there. Yeah, well, uh, the whole hemp
1: movement started in 2013 when I was Commissioner of Agriculture. We passed a bill through the Kentucky General Assembly, Senate Bill 50, that uh, made hemp a reality in Kentucky uh, to where we could start a pilot program and see if hemp would be economically viable. Fast forward to today and it's one of the fastest growing industries in Kentucky. Uh, we've had hundreds and hundreds of jobs created. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of private sector investment has flowed into the state to, to start this industry. And I, I think that the future is very bright for, for hemp. And what's even better than anything, it's given our farmers a new opportunity.
0: Yes. And, you know, this this is considered a controlled substance. M- maybe just real quick. It, if was, you...
1: it, it was. It, or it considered was considered a controlled substance. And, and in the farm bill, we we changed the language and redefined hemp. Now it's treated just like corn and soybeans.
0: So can, can you maybe educate our listeners really quick on why this is no longer a controlled substance and what the right. positives are with hemp right. uh, as an industry?
1: Well, hemp and marijuana are two different plants in the same plant family, kind of like broccoli and cauliflower. Yes, They're different plants, but they're in the same plant family. Hemp does not have THC, which which is the agent that, that gives you the hallucinogenic effect. Okay. So if you smoke marijuana, you get high. If you smoke hemp, nothing happens. So they are different plants. And the hemp plant is something that you can make many, many products from. A lot of products that we currently make from plastic in the automotive industry can be made from hemp. A lot of products that we make from wood, like hardwood flooring and furniture, uh, can be made from hemp, and hemp's more sustainable than wood, and certainly more sustainable than than plastic. And you can grow it. Also, you can grow it faster yeah, too than you can a tree. You can grow it absolutely. You can absolutely grow it faster and 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 much less expensive. And also in the pharmaceutical industry, hemp is becoming a uh, a really good alternative to prescription drugs and to chemical compounds that make up prescription drugs so you're seeing a lot of hemp oil which is being advertised as cbd oil that's cannabidiol oil uh, yeah. that's being used for all sorts of uh, ailments like inflammation or uh, for anxiety and different things like that and it's become a very popular nutraceutical uh, that you're finding it at more of the pharmacies and, and more retail outlets so uh, all of this hemp now is being produced in Kentucky. Yes. And, and I'm real excited about the the future of the industry.
0: And uh, I don't want to elaborate on this too long, but let's talk about the, the financial impact. This has a big uh, impact on the Kentucky economy as well.
1: It's huge impact. We've already attracted hundreds of millions of dollars of private sector investment. And this wasn't something that uh, the state of Kentucky had to come in and give them tax incentives and free money and yeah. all this stuff. This is... This is pri- the private sector working a product that's in high demand, and that's hemp. So uh, we've just, because we took bold steps in 2013 to become the first state in the United States to, to legally grow hemp, uh, we're reaping the benefits now. And too often Kentucky is, is not the first and closer to the last in trying to do something innovative. We, we took a chance here. I'm very proud of, of the work that we did at the Department of Agriculture when I was Commissioner of Agriculture. Uh, since then, Senator McConnell has, has come on board and really helped us on the federal level. So I think we've got a really good industry here in, in rural Kentucky, and, that, and that's the hemp industry.
0: We've got uh, Congress Congressman James Comer on the WGGC hotline. Congressman, finally, I want to talk about the USMCA. That is the United States-Mexico-Canada right. Agreement. What does this mean for American workers? And, of course, more importantly, what does this mean for agriculture in the state of Kentucky?
1: Well, it's vital that we have the USMCA for agriculture, and it's vital for the American workers. What the USMCA is, is essentially the new NAFTA. And this is the new NAFTA that President Trump negotiated. So it's a better deal for workers, and it's a better deal for rural America. And this new NAFTA... It also addresses some some concerns we had with with stealing patents and currency manipulation and intellectual property. Uh, I think that the deal that the president made with the United the new NAFTA, which is the USMCA, U.S. Mexico Canada Agreement, uh, will be very beneficial to South Central Kentucky. Uh, it's very beneficial to agriculture and the automotive parts industry, which are two big employers in our area. Uh, a lot of the things that we produce in South Central Kentucky, they the raw materials come from Canada and Mexico. So this just uh, ensures that we are will continue to have good trade relations with Mexico and Canada. But it doesn't create a situation where Mexico or Canada have an unfair advantage to the United States, which they did before, and they and certainly China does. Uh, but uh, the president's still negotiating that deal with, with China. It's a, it's a bilateral deal between the United States and China, and I hope that he's successful in that. But in the meantime, we need to pass the, and ratify the president's USMCA, and I'm working very closely with President Trump to try to get the votes in Congress to, to make that happen.
0: Congressman, can I ask really quick, uh, you know, the old NAFTA agreement, there was a lot of concern about jobs moving out of the United States. How does this new agreement uh, protect that?
1: Well, with the, with the new economy and with advanced manufacturing, I think a lot of companies that left South Central Kentucky, for example, when NAFTA passed, realized that, you know, it's better to, to be in America because then the American consumers are starting to pay more attention to which products are made in the United States. And mm-hmm. it's also just, just better. You, you've got issues with logistics in other countries. You've got issues with, with crime in other countries. And I think that uh, one of the reasons a lot of companies left south-central Kentucky, especially the garment uh, manufacturing industry, was because the the old NAFTA gave a competitive advantage to to Mexico. Now that everything's on a level playing field, and I believe that you're going to see a a renaissance of manufacturing in the United States now as a result of this United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, we have to have Mexico and Canada because a lot of things we make, in in south central kentucky the the raw materials may come from canada or mexico and it's just a good trade relationship canada is the biggest uh, importer of, of products made in kentucky so i think that we've got a good deal and and the president is very aware that a lot of rural communities did not fare very well under the old nafta and with with that in mind i think he's negotiated a good deal that that will lead to more manufacturing facilities popping up again in, in rural areas.
0: So, Congressman, you're on the, a new segment, what we call State of the State, and because of our the large size of our signal, we're not bragging, but we've got a 100,000-watt signal. Right. You can hear us clear. i listen to you. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, so, we're, you know, we're heard clear up to Louisville all the way down to Nashville. So we're in the middle of two congressional districts in, within our listing area. Uh, for those who aren't aware of what those are, could you tell us really quick – what specific counties that you cover in South Central Kentucky, and how, right. and if they live in those counties, how they can become more familiar with you as their congressman?
1: Well, my congressional district's very gerrymandered, but in South Central Kentucky, I, I represent uh, Christian, Todd, Logan, Simpson, Allen, Monroe, where I live in Monroe, uh, Cumberland and Clinton down the Tennessee state line, then I have Medcalf, Taylor, Adair, Casey, Marion Counties. Uh, so uh, it, it circles back up. I don't in have, I do not have Glasgow or Bowling Green, but I have uh, Ohio County, Muhlenberg County, Henderson County, McLean County. So it's yeah. kind of a U shape under Bowling Green.
0: I'm looking at the map right now. It does look like a U, <laughs> a yeah, gigantic right. U. So you're two and a half years into your term, and uh, you've you've made a lot of headway in Congress. Can you just kind of tell us what the journey has been like for you and maybe some things that you're proud of in that two and a half years that you would just like to highlight for us.
1: Well, people that know me know my backgrounds in Frankfurt. I was a state representative for 11 years. I represented Monroe, Metcalf, Cumberland and green counties. Uh, then I was commissioner of agriculture for four years. So I had 15 years experience in Frankfurt. I uh, end up in Washington. Washington's very different than Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt. Everyone knows everyone. It's, it's and cordial. Washington is not. It's it's big. I tell people the biggest problem of Congress is there are too many congressmen. Uh, every member of Congress is, is you know, trying to uh, pass their own agenda. Uh, they're, they're, they they're have their own goals. And it's, it's a lot harder to get consensus in Washington. But I've tried to focus on issues where we can uh, get agreement. Obviously, my work Last year was, was with agriculture and the Farm Bill. The Farm Bill is something that comes around every five years. I'm one of uh, five members of Congress that, that actually is a farmer. So I've got to step into a pretty good leadership role in, in agriculture upon arrival in Washington just because there weren't very many people that had agriculture background nor any interest in agriculture. This year I focused on... Uh, a lot of uh, family issues we're focusing on uh, as you mentioned earlier child abuse and prevention Uh, we're also working on a bill with uh, aarp and several uh, senior groups that's called the older americans act that i think uh, i hope we can get agreement and and it will be uh, very beneficial to a lot of our uh, senior citizens in the area we're uh, working closely on uh, programs that benefit the school nutrition programs and, and things, uh, you know, I represent a, a poor area that, uh, you know, first of all, we need, we need jobs and we focus on cutting taxes and reducing regulations, but we also have a lot of people that, that need a little help. Uh, yeah. you, you know, children can't help the financial situation that they were, they were born into. Older Americans that have worked hard and retired uh, always need some, some help. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on this year, and I, I think we'll have some success with that.
0: And finally, uh, at the end of every segment, Congressman, we just allow you to sound off. Uh, what's been on your mind? What's something that you just want to uh, send out as part of your message to everyday Kentuckians that are interested in what you have to say?
1: Well, I'm really honored to be a representative in, in Washington. I'm a big fan of President Trump. Uh, get to talk to President Trump fairly regularly. I think he's trying to do what he said he was going to do when he campaigned. And I've enjoyed working with him. And I think that uh, if you look at the economy, the economy's strong right now. Uh, We've tried to give confidence back to the private sector to invest again. And I think that uh, there are a lot of challenges in in America. Uh, I know people get frustrated watching all the bickering that takes place in Washington, but I, I do believe we're we're focusing on issues that are most important to people in Kentucky with respect to the economy, with respect to uh, uh, taking care of people that, that uh, need a little assistance. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to Washington next week and, and trying to make America great again.
0: You know, uh, j- just one observation, and I don't know if you, if you would want to touch on this or comment, but I feel like as a country, you know, last year was a really tough year. Uh, For America, I mean, a lot of positive things, but you know how it is in the media, and uh, it's a lot of negativity. But I feel like we're turning a corner right now as a country. Would you agree with that, sir?
1: I do agree with that, and the the national media is. Obsessed with the, with the president, you know, you, yeah. you watch Fox News and they they love him. You watch the other cable news networks and they hate him. But there is a lot that that takes place in Washington that doesn't involve the president, that that isn't negative, And I, I don't think it gets covered a lot. Uh, obviously, we have a very strong economy right now. I think that if you look at uh, our crime rates in, in South Central Kentucky, they're they're some of the lowest of, of anywhere in the world. Uh, We have a drug problem. We're we're doing everything we can to try to uh, alleviate the drug problem and and change how we treat pain in America and things like that. So so I think that uh, a lot has been accomplished, but obviously there's there's much more work to be done and uh, hopefully – We can continue to I can continue to work with the with the president and we can get as much accomplished as possible.
0: On state of the state today, Congressman the honorable James Comer, we want to thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me.